Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Oh, my God. I'm recording this today, um, this episode, obviously, uh, whilst I kind of lost my voice, if you can tell. And now that is not something you're not used to at this point, because I've lost my voice before due to being on oxycodone. Uh, But this time it's actually due to having done something fun. So... It was my birthday, uh, the 2nd of August. And now that I'm recording this, it is the 14th of August. But I celebrated it yesterday with two friends of mine. And we kind of like had a house party at my mom's house. And we um, went to this bar afterwards. Did I kiss a Frenchman? No, I didn't. He kissed me. But there was definitely kissing involved. Because honestly, why not? You know, it's it's kind of this, I promised myself, Danny, you're just going to have a hot girl summer if you're in France. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of doing that without the sex. Now, maybe this is too much information for, for a lot of people. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you feel like this is too much information, I would say unsubscribe right now because um this is just who i am i'm just an open book i won't go into full-on details because i also want to have you be able to share all all of these episodes in case you feel like you know a parent or a family member wants to know more about certain topics that i share but having said that i will share still intimate things about my own personal life because i just like i said before i want to keep this a mixture of fun, real life stuff, but also, of course, obviously recovery stuff, because that's what I'm here for. I'm an eating disorder recovery coach. So um, sorry for the background noise, uh, like a motorcycle came by very, very annoyingly loud. So today we're going to talk about feasting, aka also known as binging. Okay, so this is one of those controversial topics. Now, I don't see it as controversial at all because I've feasted, aka binged, throughout my entire recovery journey for months on end. And I, I remember that, again, I had no reassurance back then that this was a normal thing. I just really followed my appetite and my appetite was extreme and the way I see it eating abnormally large amounts of food is just a natural balancing response to eating abnormally small amounts of food for such a long time so I'm not saying that feast eating should be forced on anyone because some people can't even get that amount in but it should not be avoided because then you're upholding the restriction, basically. So if you feel like eating large amounts of food and you're not doing it because 
of the fear of, um, you know, getting binge eating disorder or anything like that. Because honestly, that was the most common reason for my clients, for people around me and for myself, why I didn't want to give in to the feast or give in to the binge. And back then I called it binges because I didn't have another way of saying it or, or naming it. And when I, so you already all know the story by now. I, um, I read the book of Tabitha once I was already recovered and then the, the feasting stopped because I didn't feel that insane need and urge to eat abnormally amounts of food anymore because I was, of course, getting towards nutritional rehabilitation. Again, the pendulum will swing the other direction for a while, but for a while, not for the rest of your life. So thank God, indeed, it stopped. It dissipated. It was like, oh my God, I am satisfied i am satiated those were words that were not in my vocabulary because i was honestly thinking about food 24 7 fair enough because i restricted for basically about 10 years mentally and physically so um but i remember that even my mom was being told that she had to be careful for me not developing binge eating disorder. And it's just such a shame that this is still being, that people are still getting scared um, because when a professional tells you this and a quote unquote professional, I would say, because again, it depends on who, who's saying this, um, but in a lot of, you know, cl clinics and a lot of eating disorder, recovery, a therapist who don't really have to sh share the same vision, um, would, yeah, they would, they would make you fearful of that. And if that's being said to you many times over and over and over again, and you're eating large amounts of food in one sitting, guess what's ha going to happen? You're going to freak out and think, oh my God, I just binged and I need to restrict the, the next day or at least the, the moment I can after so and that's the whole thing that's what you absolutely shouldn't do and i i i'm pretty sure that whoever is listening to this this episode knows everything about my vision about tabitha's vision about feasting about binging this is not nothing new to you i hope at least but if it is so binging again, it, it's it's a very normal response. It's a biological response to coming out of a famine. So I mean, if you don't know anything about the Minnesota starvation study, I would highly recommend googling that what it is because basically in that experiment, they um, uh, there there were a lot of men in that experiment and. What they did with them was extremely profound because they basically put them on a diet and it wasn't even, it was just a regular, honestly, they just cut their calories in half. And what they've seen with those men were very disturbing behaviors. And they were, they were very similar to anorexic behaviors or people with eating disorders. And those people, those men didn't even have genetic predispositions for eating disorder. Maybe there were a few that were left with, um, actually some remnants from this whole experiment. But having said that, what I found fascinating is that after the experiment, um, those men binge 
ate between five and 10,000 calories every single day. And again, for them, it was like, oh my God, I just can't stop eating. And it's, it's just so, you know, again, eating large amounts of food in response to starvation is a normal mechanism. It would be weird not to. The whole problem is diet culture that's telling you, oh, you know, you have to, restrict after a binge or you have to compensate for it no that's literally upholding your restriction again and also if you have an eating disorder you just can't do that because that's the whole binge restrict cycle that you don't want to fall into plus you will also keep binging because guess what happens if you restrict during the day whether it's mentally or physically your brain is thinking and your body is thinking oh my god i can't wait for that morsel of food that comes like close to my mouth and I will destroy everything in my house as I can because your brain constantly thinks it's in a famine. So when food is in abundance, when you give it a like a proper amount of fuel, and when I say proper amounts of fuel, I really, really think that so many people underestimate the amount of food that you need in recovery. I I get again, I said I feasted every single day. Um, aka binged every single day and that meant that I did eat between five to ten thousand calories every single day now again I'm not saying you have to do that but I had to eat and sometimes it was maybe even 15k I, I didn't count calories anymore because honestly I would be there was no point I ate so much I honestly would have the, the, the counting was just too exhausting um and that was also a good thing because I taught my brain that it wasn't, I acted as if it was not a thing by eating way more than what my eating disorder was comfortable with. And therefore my eating disorder got quiet. I was like, okay, we're not going to count calories anymore because she's not listening to me. So I ate a lot of food for a very long time. And I'm so glad that I didn't go to anyone and no one told me, you know what, you're eating way too much, you're eating way, or is there something you're emotionally trying to avoid, or are you filling the void with food, la di la di la all those bullshit nonsense comments that are so useless. Again, when you come out of a famine, and restriction or diet is basically the same as a famine your brain and body can't differentiate restriction from a famine or mammals it's just it is what it is and so even i mean how that this is the whole reason also why diets don't work people fall off the bandwagon this is why the diet industry is a billion dollar industry because people will start a diet and they will keep and i i see it with friends as well they will keep restricting for maybe let's say I don't know a couple of weeks and then at some point they're like oh my god I can't do this anymore and they will quote-unquote binge eat a lot of foods and they will feel guilty for it yeah well duh because you've restricted yourself for so long so but then again if that person doesn't have a genetic predisposition nothing will go wrong and they will just gain the weight back plus a bit more and they will start a new diet in a couple of months or like down the line it's usually that's kind of like the the whole diet trap that a lot of people fall back into now when it comes to eating disorders obviously we feel such a high from 
that restriction after the binge. And that's the whole problem. That's how you have to break the binge restrict cycle. Because I was, I've been in multiple phases in my um, basically recovery journey. I, I also was in a phase where I was binging and restricting. So I did definitely save up for a binge. And then I remember I was, I think, yeah, I was 18. I still live with my I was about to move out, but I, I still live with my mom and she would wake up every single morning with these, there, there's, there's all these like wrapped cookies or they're, they're Dutch. Um, they're called sultanas and all, all of those things. And, um, for some reason that I, I never was allowed to eat them when I was a kid. Uh, also I won't go into detail as, as to why, but so I, went nuts for sultanas and there there's also this these these cookies called lijas um and again i mean i'm now 32 that's i, I can't do math i can't do math anymore I'm, I'm like too tired for this but i was 18 so it's a long time ago back then we didn't have a lot of snack options okay so sultanas and lijas were the shit so I went to town on them. I ate wrapper after wrapper after wrapper after wrapper, and I just couldn't stop eating them. So, and I would also spread peanut butter on that on oh, the on those things. By the way, that's delicious. Spreading peanut butter or full fat yogurt or ice cream on any cookie or biscuit is amazeballs. I still think to this day that's one of the best tricks or tips to do. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really did. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I didn't know anything about recovery or about eating disorders. I was just doing whatever I thought was, was best. And my eating disorder told me you have to feel guilty or you should feel guilty about what you just did last night. And it was a cycle that I was in for so long. Now, when I really went all in, and this was when I was in my mid twenties, this was literally when I really ate everything I wanted from the moment I got up from and from the moment I went to bed. And yes, I did feel more of a mental, extreme mental hunger, mostly at night. Again, my grace response comes back into this, uh, comes to play in this sense. But um, so I used, I tend to, you know, eat a lot more at night as well just because also I was bored and I was watching television which hurted my eyes I still actually do this because watching a screen really hurts my eyes um not every single day but when I am in a flare-up and basically when I eat food it's a distraction because basically my brain needs to taste the food or yeah, my mouth needs to taste the food while your brain and mouth works together, obviously. So yeah, just, I don't know. It's just kind of like a distraction for, so I used to do that a lot, but also during the day I would eat whatever I wanted because I knew that if I would save it up at night, um, I would just basically also uphold the mental and physical restriction and put that sad food also on a pedestal, which is also something a lot of people do. So, you know, the fear of developing binge eating disorder and recovery is such a, unfortunately, such a common thing amongst people with eating disorders, um, and especially with people with, with anorexia. And I think treatment professionals should be, um, you know, they should not fear people by telling, you know, their patients that 
their that that their desire to eat those large amounts of foods in recovery is wrong. Again, in my experience, it is so normal to eat large amounts of foods, and I've coached people for nearly five years, and I see this happening with most people, and they all it all tapers off. The mental, extreme mental and physical hunger does taper off because once food is not a scarcity in scarcity anymore, whenever food is in abundance, whenever you've really nourished your body and your brain to the extent where your body says, hey, you know what? I feel like we're working towards nutritional rehabilitation. And that's up to your body, by the way. That's not up to you. You can say, you know what? I feel like 5,000 is the max. I I won't go over that. No, if your body wants 8,532 calories on a Monday and 6,923 on a Tuesday, you will have to obey whatever your body and brain wants. And I know that's hard to hear, but that's what you should listen to. You have to appreciate, respect, and obey your body and brain's needs. That what That's what recovery is. I can't sugarcoat it. That's it. So if you're currently in this feasting period in your life and you're scared shitless, I get it because it, it, it feels very overwhelming at times. And I know that it feels very out of control, but you're actually taking back your control because again, this is just just a short-term thing. This won't last forever. And when I say short-term, that can mean five months, eight months, three months, a year, one and a half years, but it won't last forever. It depends on the, 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 uh, the, the amount of deficit you're in, basically, uh, how long you've had your eating eating disorder, how long you've restricted yourself mentally, physically, how how um, much you've exercised, moved your body, um, obeyed the migration response, you name it. There's so many factors that come in play. So, you know, I can't tell you how long it will take, but I can promise you one thing, and that is that it won't last forever. So yeah, this is just my take on it. And thank God I've seen so many people going through the same thing that I did, and it all went fine. We were all okay now. And um, I just hope just by listening to this episode, you're going to have some faith, faith in yourself. And in this process, you're going to lean in, you know, it's normal to eat abnormally amount abnormal amounts of food and you know it is what it is and when i say abnormal i don't judge you know that i don't judge anything or any anyone for eating abnormal amounts of food so abnormal again is also very subjective and 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 yeah it's just a subjective topic because what's normal for someone is not normal or abnormal for someone else and um yeah, so binges and feasts, feast moments, feast sessions, whatever you want to call them, are also something that are very personal from person to person because some people feel like eating an entire bag of crisps is already a binge or a feast. For me, that's just a regular, I don't know, Sunday night. And for other people, eating uh, a pint of Ben and & Jerry's and then a pint, like a bag of crisps and then, a I don't know, a packet of Pringles and packet of cookies now that's a binge again it it you know it's so subjective for me it's all about whatever your body craves 
you have to obey that. Whether you want it or not, that's honestly, that's, that's what's needed. Again, I know it's scary, but honestly, this is the only way how you're going to get out of this, that deficit because your brain and your body knows best. It knows what it needs. So I want you to trust, again, the process. And if you're scared or, you know, you, you feel like, you know, I can't, also please buy any books that feel like they support this vision they support your experience um i mean i've i've talked about tabatha's book rehabilitate rewire recover a million times um there's also this really good book from caroline duner the fuck it diet which i love um sick enough from dr jennifer gaudiani is also a really good one and so there's plenty of resources out there, plenty of Instagram accounts that are super helpful. People who talk about feast eating and binges and how normalized it is right now. So yeah, I hope this episode is any of any help and let me, let me know. And I would love for you to, I, I rarely ask this, but if anyone um, wants to screenshot this episode or any episode for that matter, that would really help me. And then put it on your social media, tag me and I'll repost it. Um, because I've, I've seen a couple of people doing that and it really makes me so happy to see that you're all listening from, you know, all over the world. So it's honestly the coolest thing ever. And um, last but not least, I shared a big news update, uh, which actually I wanted to share in this episode, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to talk about something else. I'll save that for a later episode. But um, yeah, I just basically shared in a nutshell that I'm going to continue doing the recovery bootcamp. Now, if you don't know what it is, go to my website, um, dannyvakenk.com or go to my Instagram page. The link is in my bio and it's, um, and it's a very intensive recovery program. And I've done it now with uh, two clients. I have a lot of people now on the intake wait list for the month ahead. And I am beyond excited because the results were, I mean, insane insane the girls went so fast with their just recovery journey so far within a month they made steps um and you can read it in the testimonials i saved it under the highlights uh, on my account recovery um sorry on my instagram account as well so you can read it there but i'm so freaking proud of them um i've said this before but i'll say it again so if you want to apply for the recovery bootcamp, don't wait too long because i only take on two clients per month and september is already fully booked december is already fully booked i have a couple of intakes for october coming up so um a few people wanted to sign up for january february march so yeah if you feel feel free to um to sign up for an intake because it's free, you know, it's free of charge. So you have nothing to lose, honestly. All right. Well, that's it for now. I hope you're going to have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you here next week. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many people as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. 
and I would find it is so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Danielle Fenke. See you here next week.